Welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking. And guess what, y'all? We Black in the Garden. Hey, Soil Cousins. I am so happy to have you as part of this whole community, this whole tribe of listeners to this show. Black in the Garden has meant so much to me in ways that I just, I can't get into all of that because then I'll start getting in my feelings. It's just going to be a whole lot. You didn't really come here for all of that. And so that's fine. And I've tried to get into some sort of a recap as in, oh, this is what 2020 was like. But really the most that I can say, like the question that I have for 2020 is, are you finished or are you done? Pick one, just... (laughs) I will open the door for you. Just leave. Um, I'm just ready for a new year. You know what I mean? I'm not really big on like holidays and all of that. And and lately I've actually been reconsidering, you know, my relationship to the Gregorian sense of time. But we got time. We'll talk about that later. I assume we have time. Don't we all assume when we are so... What's the word I'm looking for? We're so... um, arrogant as to think that we do have more time but I'm just gonna hope for the best and hope that we'll get a chance to talk about that later but for now I am still very much excited about us being at in the the beginning episodes of season three and season three has just been so very cool because what I've noticed as I've considered the theme that is coming up regularly with every guest that we've had is creativity and as a hyper creative of course that really speaks to my heart and my soul and perhaps subconsciously what was happening when I was scouting for guests for this season perhaps I was really being drawn to the creative individuals and and having this fascination with creatives and the creative process and especially with plants and the way that all of that is connected i really do i really really do hope that it is inspirational for you in understanding that sure we enjoy plants and the ways that we enjoy them and the very common idea of of how we think about it but and I'm not just talking about houseplants and how they can be decorative. When I say plants, I, I hope that y'all understand that I'm referring to any type of plant, whether it be something that you're growing inside, outside, ornamental or edible. Either way it goes, any type of plant that you're growing, there there is some kind of creativity that you're applying in one way or another. But I really like the form of creativity that is considering something that is making you feel good when you look at it you know something that incorporates some kind of sense of design but also just there's so many ways to get creative with plants so we'll continue and it really it motivates me to keep the show going because I know that there are so many people who I haven't even found out about yet that I know that once I do find out, I will be thrilled to have them on. We have so many 
more guests lined up from uh, interior designers to uh, floral arrangement specialists and and beekeepers and and things like that so i know that you are going to be very thrilled with that but with all of those different very different types of individuals doing those you know very diverse kind of things incorporating plants all of them in the conversations that i remember having that you will get to tune into in the future have been highly creative individuals who have applied creativity. And sometimes it's a matter of like, well, how am I going to get rid of some pests? Or how am I going to find the best lighting situation for the situation so I can keep this plant alive at the very least, you know, or, or what can I do? You know, it's, it's always this matter of questioning and, and trying to figure it out. So having a very strong, creative kind of force within, within you definitely, definitely is helpful. And so, you know, like I said, as far as 2020 goes, I really did try to the point where I was like, am I really gonna, to the point where I was just like, I don't, I'm not really sure how to summarize this. You know, I, at this point, am really, I come to you in the beginning and I just speak from the heart. But I think it'd be cool to have perhaps a little bit more structure or maybe prepare a little bit more um, with details or information that I could share. Sure, we could do that. We got segments too, by the way. Don't forget about that. I even have my kids on here. So we'll get into a segment for now. Just know that we made it through 2020 and that's what matters the most. And let me say that again, in case you didn't fully embrace that. We made it through 2020. Literally, if you're listening to this, you are a survivor up until this point of a pandemic. So shout out to you. Pat yourself on the back. Go get you a nice hot or cold drink, whatever it is that suits your fancy. Okay, treat your plants. All right. I know this ain't the time of year when we be doing a whole lot with them or for them. But you know, get them a nice pot or something. I don't know. Tis the season, right? And so just take a moment of reflection. Take a moment of reflection, reflect on what your plan of the year was. We talked about that on the plant Kiki. <laughs> Tune into that. It was a good one. Uh, the most recent episode. But yeah, the plant of the year for you. Which plant taught you the most or brought you the most joy? Shout out to those of you who are new plant parents as of the plant-demic this year. We're so glad to have you, Soil Cousins, as a part of this now you can keep up because you know a little something. You know how you learn a little something and you just feel like you're an expert? <laughs> That's y'all. <laughs> we love y'all, though. I've I've been there. Trust me, I've, I've been there. I thought that I knew everything, but really, one word of advice, if I may, or just a word of wisdom is that you're not ever really going to know everything, child. You probably can't even say pothos correctly. Maybe it's pothos. Who knows? I'm not about to argue with you about that on 
this afternoon or evening or whatever time it is that you're listening to this. But I tell you what, I am very excited to get into this interview with Travis, who is such an amazing individual, highly creative, hyper creative. I am so inspired by him. I am just so blessed to know him. He is a very intentional if I can't say describe him in any other way, he is a very intentional person who really does seek to listen. He really do be listening. Like that's it's something so special. He's a very patient person and and just a very much prioritizing embodiment and being one in the moment and in his body. And if you have seen what he's done as far as expressing himself in a highly creative way via plants and poses, which you can get those details in the show notes. If you haven't seen that yet, please go and take a look at that. And looking at the Instagram, don't just look at the pictures. Uh, Participate in that conversation because it is a very important conversation. Uh, Even if you don't participate, that's, that's totally fine. Get into that conversation and and get a better understanding. Walk away understanding the things that he is bringing up in that conversation more. I encourage you. It's just so good to witness that. Really challenge yourself if that's challenging for you to get into that subject that he's getting into, specifically discussing masculinity and femininity. It's very valid. And once again, I also encourage you to take some time, reflect, and pontificate on what it means for you to have survived this year. What does it mean for you? Um, What have you learned about yourself? Did you take advantage of any opportunity that you had to be embodied, you know, to be more creative, to become more one with your plants or more like your plants? Did you get to read? You know, what did you get to grow? I know some of us got to grow more than we ever did. Some of us started growing for the first time ever. So there's just so, there's so much. And for me, uh, if you have tuned into episode one of season three, then you would understand. And if you haven't, just go back and listen now because I'm not going to do it again. But if you had heard that episode, then you would understand that uh, this year has been as much as it has been. But the end of the year has been almost as challenging as anything else that has happened. And I'm still dealing with that. And I'm still sorting myself out as a result of some things that I just could not foresee. But I make the most out of any situation to the best of my ability, as I always do. And, uh, you know, it's like a plant, you know, you you knock it over, you come back and you find it and it's tilted towards the sun. And that is one of my favorite plant analogies that I use in reference to myself, because, you know, if we're going to, you know, in the spirit of summarizing 2021, I can say that when it comes to mimicking a plant, That is a trait that I have absolutely emulated myself just naturally is no matter how I may get knocked down or which direction that I may find myself facing, 
that does not give me the best perspective of the sun, I'm going to lean and I'm going to find the sun. I'm going to find the light and I am going to thrive and I will continue to stretch and photosynthesize. <laughs> I'm running out of analogy, y'all. But having said all of that, I really do hope that you enjoy this episode, which will be our last episode of the year so that I can take the rest of the year to really reflect and make some preparations for the next few episodes. I'm really trying to get ahead, y'all. I, I like to be like super ahead and I'm just keeping up. So I'm doing my best to keep this thing going. I'm very glad that it's here where it is right now. I'm sure I've said that a bunch of times, but I just don't take it for granted. And that's really what, what I need you to understand. So I cannot thank you enough for being a beloved soil cousin and supporter of this show. Continue to share, uh, take a moment while you're reflecting and consider how you can support, especially by becoming a patron. Perhaps that's something that's feasible for you. If it's not, it's all right. Just share, like share, leave a review, you know, consider the ways that you can support. All right. We appreciate support, right? You can possibly support in a way that you have not supported before. So we love that. You know, we do. And I am excited about getting into the rest of this interview. So I'm going to stop yakking and we're going to get right to it. All right. So today on Black in the Garden, I am like so excited. I'm like, let's just do it right now. But I have a very special guest. Travis is with us. If you're keeping up with him on the internet, he is Plants de Coupe. And I say that because the artistry is just, it's legendary. All right, we're just going to get into that. So I would like to introduce him as a legend, as a creative force, and just someone who I am very glad to. And, and oh my God, this is one of my favorite parts. Also, a longtime supporter, a soil cousin, a botanical brother, in the Black in the Garden family. So I am just, you know, super extra quadruple thrilled to welcome you, Travis. Thank you for joining me today. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> like I've right? told you. Did I do you justice? You did. I've told you I've been supporting for a minute now. So this is so, it's so dope, Cola. <laughs> Thank you circle. so much. We're going to get right into that. I like to just start the interview with this question Kind of like, you know, I was teasing you like on, I think it was Brown Sugar, whatever that movie was when they were like, mm -hmm. when did you first fall in love with hip hop? <laughs> so that's, that's the spirit of this question, which is when did you first realize that plants were an important part of your life? So I have to back it up to being a child, you yes. know? Um, I love it when it goes back that far. It goes back, it goes back. And I would say that I didn't realize it, but I feel like naturally when we're kids, before we develop all these fears of what we don't understand about nature, we, mm -hmm. just, we just love it, right? We feel a connection to it, or at least I know I do feel a connection to it or felt a connection to it. And yeah, so I'll say it started then. I forget this a lot of times, but I actually had a little bit of exposure to gardening when I lived with my grandmother at one point. She grew oh. tomatoes. And actually, oh. it was yesterday. I had forgotten about my experiences with her, but I was 
Wow. Putting, I was putting some salt and pepper on a tomato and I got ready to bite it to it and I was like, I immediately flashed back and saw my grandmother in my head. And I that like, oh is Oh my amazing. God, I forgot. So I think that was probably my first exposure and the first thing at least that pops up that is meaningful with my experience with plants. I'm just taking that in. That is so beautiful. Wow. Because I feel like my mind, like, you know, works in pictures like yours does, mm. I'm sure. And when you said that your mind flashed back, I'm like seeing like a That's So Raven kind of moment, <laughs> kind of like, you know, in the movie yeah, yeah. where they have the flashback and like you can really like, I felt that. I saw that. I mm. hope that y'all, mm. y'all caught that as well in your mind's eye. So thank you for taking us there. And so... You go back to childhood with your appreciation of plants, which is brilliant because that's natural. You know, like I would think that it would be strange for a kid to not be interested in nature because mm, there's mm. something in nature truly for everyone. But the kids right. really just think about different color birds and how you see them flying around, you know, like animals in nature. You know, that's that's a, a, an obvious connection. And what happens with plants? And for me, I feel childlike when I see a seed coming mm, up through mm. the soil. When was the last mm. time you planted a seed? Oh, wow. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. But actually, I have a friend who's sending me seeds right now that are in the mail. So I'm about to plant Ooh. some seeds. Like Probably in like two days, I'll be planting some seeds. <laughs> Ooh, the seeds in the mail. Okay, so I can ask you again in a few weeks and, and we can yeah. have a whole... Oh, my God. I love that. Wow. So that was random, but a cute segue. Speaking of planting seeds, going back to being a longtime supporter of Black in the Garden, I remember you mentioned that you've been listening since like the second episode, which you might as well say first one. From the beginning, yeah. Just go right back. But that was the episode with Stephanie. Mm. The what? Seed Slayer, okay? And that was when she was dubbed the Seed Slayer. I didn't even wow. remember that. Because you know me, I just be talking. I and remember so, you saying that now. Yes, you did say that. <gasps> I named the episode that. <laughs> and I didn't know that she wasn't calling herself. You get what I'm saying? It's like I didn't mm. make the connection between when I later saw on her website that it says the art of seed slaying as the name of her blog, that she was referring to herself as what she had been dubbed, which she is, because like, hey, Stephanie, I know you're listening. <laughs> First of all, thank you so much. Oh my God, like from the depths of my heart, thank you so much for being that. This is like a full circle moment for both of us. This is all still so new to me. I'm just like, you mean you listen to a whole bunch? Like you heard all of them? Oh my God. So. Tell us how you found out about the show. Like, this is for me, y'all. I don't care. I love it. I love it. Let's go. Let's have this moment. So I don't remember 100%, but every time I've thought back, I've thought back the past couple of days on where it began. And I'm pretty sure it was Derek. I'm pretty sure Derek shared it, as in Botanical Highlander, as in The Crazy Botanist, as in Derek Haynes, which is even funnier that at that time, I didn't... Yeah, at that time when... I first started following him and he started following me and I discovered you. I lived in Nashville. Come to find out, I ended up moving and living like minutes away from him. So that, the universe, oh. come on now. Like, now we live minutes this away from each other. incredible. <laughs> wow. I know, I know. So I'm pretty sure it was through him. And yeah, as soon as I saw like, wait, 
there is a black woman that is about to hit the podcast game like this because I was already listening to plenty podcasts because yeah. I only started like really diving into plants last mm-hmm. year, beginning of last year. Okay. So I was like diving into all the podcasts, but there was no black person that I found. And so when I heard that- Did you realize that in the like immediately? Did you realize took, that it, there was, or were you just listening and you were just getting the content because you were so into the plants, you didn't realize, there, I don't that. hear my sister in here. Mm-hmm. I don't hear my brother in here. It took me a little bit. I think it was like once they brought on like, whatever I was listening to their first like black guest, I was like, huh, this really mm-hmm. is the first black person I've heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I see. Did they say that it was their first black guest or you just noticed? No, no, I just noticed. I just okay. Noticed. Oh, okay. You're like, oh, there's a black. Oh. Oh, this oh. is the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. So you, you noticed that. And then, so you heard from Derek as mm-hmm. best you can recollect that mm-hmm. it was one of those like shared kind of things. Cause I know he was on early, mm-hmm. somewhat early. It all happened so fast. I'm, I'm still trying to keep up. Right, but, right. So when you actually heard it, how did that hit you? Like, how did that resound uh, with you? I can literally see in my mind, I can take myself back to where I was. I was in the airport. I was traveling from some city to another city. And I remember sitting down and I started listening and just the minute I heard your voice, even hearing you in that first episode, you talked about how important it was for you to take up space as a black woman. You were saying like, how many, how, basically, you were saying like, there needs to be more of us. Like you were, you were like encouraging us. You were like, I don't know oh what my I'm God. doing right. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. And that's okay because we- The transparency. And yeah. And so I remember hearing that and I, it just felt so empowering. It felt, I felt so seen, I felt so necessary. And I can tell you that it was part of actually hearing you that made me start to take my plant Instagram more seriously and eventually make a plant to YouTube. So you did not make me cry. You've inspired that as well. Yeah. Oh, I am, I am touched. I'm just, y'all can kind of hear it a little bit. I mean, the the faucet (laughs) is not all the way on, but it is a little drip right now. So I am very... (laughs) <laughs> you know, I got a sister just caught up in my, in my whole throat right now. Just give me a second. Let me recover from that. That is very affirming to hear. And I love that. So I feel like you just, you poured into me and really with everything that goes into making this happen for y'all and everything that goes into me just holding my crown upright on my head because people really do be trying it as far as knocking it off. And I'm just like, I don't play that shit. Mm -hmm. So that's all the other shit that I got to do in the background while I'm keeping this going. So when I'm lifted up and when I am affirmed and poured into as black women, we just don't actually get enough of that (laughs) from society guys. Right. (laughs) So when I get this kind of fulfillment just from understanding the impact that's happening here. That is very affirming. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate everyone who can relate to what you just said. That's part of the glue that holds this whole soil cousin family together. So like, ah, it's lit. We in season three. We are in season (laughs) three. Cola, do you realize that you did that? What I did? That you're in season three. Like, I know you just said it, but do you realize how big of a deal that is? 
It's a big deal. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking none of this lightly. I'm not taking it for granted either. I am being very intentional about, mm, there's so much that I'm doing. I'm not, I'm careful about not saying trying to, because trying to kind of implies that it's like, eh, I might let your ass down. No, it's really happening. What is happening is I'm able to express this creativity that I have, oh, which I cannot wait. We're about to get there with you. Just one second. Mm -hmm. This creativity that I have as far as what I would like to to present and in, in, in order to add value to everyone's lives listening to this, I mean, that's important. The quality level, you know, and just making it more dope and more lit and, and having us feel more seen. So mm. it's happening. And shout out to Jade. I can't ever not shout her out by now because like, it's what, it's not just me no more. Like this is the part where to put the air horns in right here. <laughs> and you were on her podcast. Yeah. And what were you talking about on her podcast? Cause that's a dope segue right here. We went through a, a lot of stuff. We went through, how I started, right. how I really got into plants. We yeah. talked about my plant Instagram, how that started, what the intention is behind that. Mm -hmm. We talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, being, yeah. Uh-huh. I heard it. I mean, it was a lot. I'm just like, wow, you're bringing it all back for me. I just enjoyed it so much. It was over so fast. Mm. But I want to particularly, of course, get into the creativity of it all because yeah. plants and poses, that's, I don't like saying that's a hashtag. It is a hashtag. Go find it right now. Right. But I feel like that saying that's a hashtag is not giving it enough. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it's a movement. Like it is mm. an artistic, dang, I, I can't think of the word for it, but plants and poses Tell us your version of what it is so we can yeah. get into all the creativity of everything because it's lit, y'all. So plants and poses, and it's plants, the letter N, and then poses versus plants and. And the reason that I created that was first because I was enjoying it. I was basically not loving a lot of the content I was seeing. Like I didn't okay. see myself in the content. I didn't see the things that excited me the most in the content. And so- wow that I was seeing on Instagram as far as the plant community goes. And, and that's no shade. No, not at all, not at all. No, no, mm -hmm. no, it's just that I wasn't seeing the thing that was fulfilling me. And mm. so mm. naturally as a creative person, I just love being creative. Like I never lost that childlike part of me. I am always diving into creative adventures. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I do have to give a, a pause to what you mm. just said about, you made a connection between creativity and childhood. 100%. Can 100%. you just speak to that a little bit? Because I love that. As a kid, I remember being creative felt like an escape from the reality of life because that could oh. sometimes feel difficult. That could sometimes oh. feel dark. And so yes. I honestly think part of the reason I became such a creative kid and continue that through my adulthood is because I had a lot of trauma and mm -hmm. being in a creative space was a way for me to be in a gray area where there wasn't a right or wrong way to be and I could make it into anything I wanted it to be. And so as a kid, Ooh. having that 
it only made sense as I still had trauma as an adult to hold on to that. I will honestly say being creative has been one of the things that saved me because it was an escape from anything that can feel limiting. There's no limits to your imagination. At all. And so basically going back to plants and poses, that's what that is for me. Like naturally I had to bring something into the plant community that was really creative for me in a way that I didn't see a lot of people doing or anybody doing it that way, but felt real and authentic to me. And so the general gist of it is that we take our plants, these things that we love, these things that we adore, that we find so much beauty in, and then Mm -hmm. we take our bodies and we celebrate the two together. Mm. Oftentimes I see a lot of people take pictures of just their plants. Nothing wrong with that. But Mm. I think there's something beautiful about intentionally getting in front of the camera and choosing to shape your body in a way you but you become part of the art along with these plants as well. So in that well, way, we're, we're celebrating both the plants and our bodies together. That sounds like high art as far as I'm concerned. Mm. That's why, and I feel like there's so much more that I could say to describe, because it's hard for me really to articulate what it is about plants and poses that excites me so much. Mm. But that is a big part of it, is that you just recognize that the plant is art and I also am art and we just become one? Like, what? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. I can't wait to, oh man, I can't wait to see you out in the desert with like them big ass skyscraper looking cactus, cacti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had the team. Take me. There's, when I had the, if I had the team, there's so many ideas that I have. I have this whole melanin fairy that I want to be with. Excuse with me. I, I have so many ideas. Don't spill all the tea now. <laughs> I just need a team of people. You know what I mean? Trust me, I have. I, Y'all, can, I can see this going so many places. <laughs> when you get a team, I just want to speak that forth. Mm, yes. I have to see this. Listen, it has to happen. So I wanted to say the name of like this high-end European well, but I just feel like it don't always have to be about us being featured in that space in order for us to be valid. 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Our melanin is enough. It doesn't need to be validated by, you know, and this is something that this is something that we have to say out loud and in our minds on an ongoing basis in the pursuit of decolonizing our minds. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had no idea we was gonna get into the decolonization, but we might as well. Okay, mm-hmm. it's on brand. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Ooh. creativity mm-hmm. is a form of resistance for me. Ooh. Right? Creativity Ooh, yeah. is 100% Same a form of resistance. Say more. It is, it is a way for me to, to say no to the idea of what we are supposed to be, or we're expected to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in this mm. society that has so many rules and expectations of us, creativity is my way of saying no. And so, Ooh, amen. So when I, t- I want to at some point have a behind the scenes for my plants and poses for y'all to see, because when I get into that space, mm-hmm. I go so hard, like I go so hard, Dude. right? And I, and I switch like, okay, let me change, put these glasses on. Let me change and put this scarf on. Let me change and put this on because each of it brings like a different element to it that yeah. shifts the way that I want to move my body. And in that space, there's no whiteness telling me that I'm supposed to be a certain way. 
You know what I mean? You just inspired me. I'm writing something down. I'm with you. Now, you can continue going. I'm just like, it's just, as a fellow creative who is just as excited about, I'm just going to say it. There's like, I can feel the juices in my brain, like, Mm. moving around. I don't know. Maybe it's just blood. I don't know. Maybe I sound crazy. I don't (laughs) even care. But... That sensation is just, mm. it's thrilling to me. Maybe it's endorphins. I don't know. Mm. Uh, maybe mm. it's this coffee kicking it. I don't know, child, but I know you understand what I'm saying as a fellow creator. Yes. How does that feel for you when the juices are flowing? Like when you're like, let me change the scarf. Let me do this. Yes, this this yes. stuff that you want us to see, like, can you describe how it feels? Yes, absolutely. So when I'm in that that creative space, I was just talking to a friend about this like yesterday. I was like, when I'm in a creative space and things are flowing, Mm -hmm. there's no other feeling like it. And it's like when I'm on that flow, as long as I trust my creativity, right? And trusting Mm -hmm. my creativity can't come from a fully mental space. It has Mm -hmm. to be more than that because I believe creativity is also spiritual. I don't think it's something that's just like a mental thing, right? And so when I'm on that flow, it's like everything around me disappears and I'm inside this completely different world and experience where anything goes. As long as I just keep trusting, even if I might not see what the next step is going to be, stay in what I'm in in that moment fully, and the next mm-hmm. step usually shows up on its own. That was a gem that you just dropped. My mm-hmm. eyes just got so big because mm-hmm. that was kind of like an analogy for faith that you just described. You're like, 100%. I am where I'm at. And I just trust that the next step will get me closer to greatness. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I will have what I need. Like you are surrendering. Yes. That's why it's like spiritual. You know what I mean? You start using words like that and you, even the feeling that you just felt when I'm able to like put my finger on it, you know, and, and articulate that as well. Wow. Oh my God. It's not just the plants. I mean, I just, I love doing this so much. I love understanding what all this is and getting into the culture of, you know, my people and getting into the core, like the story. And, And it doesn't have to just be specifically this whole conversation about what all is happening with the plants. It's like, what is happening with the people who are taking care of the plants and how are they making us feel Yes. Sometimes I'll be feeling like I'm trailing off, but then when I listen back, I'm like, oh, girl, you was making sense. I just had totally. that, that moment. Yeah. Yeah. But like, okay, so just getting, because the talking about creativity really gets me going. But of course, plants as well, because, you know, that's my thing. So <laughs> we're at the intersection here of plants mm. and creativity. Mm. So let's, let's dial back into that and tell me, like, what does that look like to you? to Mm. be at the intersection of plants and creativity Mm. besides plants and poses obviously i will say that creativity can't be right or wrong so as far as you know the intersection of this thing that can't be right or wrong and then Mm -hmm. our plants i think it's it's this open field really you know i think we Mm. all have a different way of interpreting that and when i look for instance when i look at people's you know, people's work on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I see that they, people make intentional creative choices, right? Mm -hmm. And 
that's their intersection of like plants and creativity. Great. For me, it's just that mm. I had to find my own way of doing that, right? So, so that intersection for me, mm. it's, not, it's not super defined. I think it's just a trusting in oneself enough mm. to at least discover and be curious about what that could be. I love, yeah. I like how you put it because really it is a very unique experience for everyone. And so mm-hmm. it's going to show up differently, you know, because mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. depends on who is expressing it. And, you know, sometimes we are more informative. Yeah. Some of us, that's where we're not really on the creative end of it. We're into the the educating people or, you know, just like for me, I'm I'm telling the stories of the Mm. people who are who are loving them, which is, you know, that's my jam. And so getting into the story more, let's go back to the origins a little bit more. I know you told us about your childhood and how you recognize plants and you had that moment with the tomato sandwich and thought about Mm -hmm. your grandmother. I understand that plants really were one of the things that helped to save your life besides creativity. And Mm -hmm. it's so dope that now you're, you're merging them. But isn't that, I'm so stuck on that. It blows my mind. Obviously. I'm so stuck on that. But one of the other things that helped to save your life was plants. So you had, you know, some darker moments in life. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. pretty much all of us have. So tell us what that darkness was like for you and how were plants the light? Yeah, yeah. I'll happily go in a bit. I'll I'll happily go in on the darkness. Yeah. I think like one of my... I was just talking about this last night when I was on my live. Yeah, on my live last night with you, I was telling you one of the pillars of what I do on my Instagram is vulnerability. And that can look different. That can look different in many ways. I mean, I have to always spill all the tea, but I know that there's importance in that empowering that. So going into my story a little bit, I'll start by saying that I am an alcoholic and addict. That is a Mm -hmm. part of my story. That is part of my patterning. And I say that, but I also can say that I'm two and a half years sober, over two and a half years sober. Amen. And hey now, hey now. And I say, I I start there because it was, it was after my being sober that plants came into my life. I would have, I would say I had what is called plant blindness for a bit there for a large part of my life. And it's because I was, and it's because I was moving too fast. I was moving way too fast to be able to slow down enough to appreciate plants. So basically Mm -hmm. after being sober for about a year, that whole first year was me relearning myself, right? Because Mm -hmm. once I I pushed down trauma for so long at that point that once I actually allowed everything to surface, I was just like a walking ball of emotions. I was like feeling everything so intensely. I was feeling so angry and then sad. Like I have moments where I literally would be like, in a ball crying and then feel completely angry out of nowhere. And my practice then was just to learn how to sit with those feelings because my addiction was because I didn't want to feel those things. So they were literally just showing themselves in, in their fullness once I allowed myself the space for it. Because the addiction, especially the indulging in the vice that makes up the addiction, that is the misdirecting of the energy. That is the avoidance. Yeah. Of that shit that you need to. Yes. Yes. You need to look it in the eye. Oh, yes, yes. You got to confront her. Tra- it was all that trauma, all yes. that trauma, you know? Mm-hmm. So that whole first year was just getting to know 
Travis again. Like, what is this body that I've been living in? What are these actual emotions and feelings and moods that I've been covering up for so long? So after that year, I felt myself ready to turn my attention outward towards my relationships again, because my relationships have been in a terrible place because of this addiction. But I also didn't really have a lot of space to work on them or the confidence to work on them in my first year because I was already just so fragile that year. Mm -hmm. So once I had some time to be with myself, I could just feel that like, there was just something within me. There was an inner wisdom that said like, now it's time to turn outward towards other people. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a lot of confidence in doing that because I was already such a like fragile individual in that moment, not having a lot of confidence in this new developed self. So got two plants first as decoration at first and because I've been diving into create um called interior decorating another way of being creative for me and I was like ooh, I need some color right here I need some color right here I need this right here so I got the plants for that of course they started to decline immediately right damn because I didn't know do you remember what it was Oh, yeah. One was a cactus, and then one was a coffee plant. I still have the cactus. It is still alive to this day. Okay. My first coffee plant actually died, but I bought another one because of how sentimental it was for me to grow that plant, and now that one's thriving the second time around now that I have more experience. So, okay, you bought another coffee plant. I am yeah. really, I have to ask Auntie Google because I need to see what that looks like. I feel like mm. that's one of those plants that, Maybe I haven't heard the name a bunch of times, but I know that once I see it, mm. I am going to, I'm going to know, I'm going to know it. Coffee plant. Hold on now. We almost there. Okay. So is that something that like ultimately is edible? Yes. It's yes. a shrubby, it's a bush looking situation. It has red uh-huh. berries on it. Yeah. And the coffee oh. beans are inside the red berries. Oh, yeah. and I'm sipping coffee right now. Look, another <laughs> full circle moment. Okay, so you killed the coffee plant. Killed the coffee plant, got another one. So those are my mm. first two plants. Okay. So, so basically they started to decline. And then I had this moment where I was like, okay, I actually want these to survive and want them to be more than decoration. So I did some research. And just by giving them better light, understanding their watering just a little bit more, they started to bounce back. And that was a huge moment for me to see something in my care start to bounce back and produce for me, right? So what I then started to recognize is that I need plants to start to relearn how to connect with something, how to trust something to like let me know what it needs and then to see that if I can give it what it needs that it could respond to that. Um, so it basically was, basically it was reteaching me how to be in relationship again. And so it was honestly through that, those moments with plants of learning how to slow down long enough to see what it needs. If it's not the right thing, being aware enough, checking on it enough that I can then try something new, accepting that sometimes I'm not going to fully know. And can I be okay with that? So all these are literally things that were teaching me how to be in relationship. So it was through that, that I then started to have more confidence to actually dive back into my relationships. And I dove back in with a whole new understanding. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. But there was a richness to it that plants Mm -hmm. added. Oh, okay. We're done, you guys. Thanks so much. That was everything I needed. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. That's brilliant. What? 
it's, I mean, besides the way that you just said it in such a way where it's like, I could just see the pictures in my mind. Mm. That is just such a powerful, there's, I got so much from that. And it was hard for me to just like, not be like, actually, you know, like not actually, but like, just like really doing the whole amen thing. You know what Mm. I mean? But in the ways where it's like, letting you know how it's resounding and, and, and just being so excited about how, how you, you just, you really gave us a beautiful description of a, a very therapeutic experience mm. with plants. Mm. Um, because, you know, not everybody understands, um, plant therapy or believes right. in it. And it's like, right. that's your business, actually. Like, I'm not totally. really here to argue with you, but that thing is, I didn't take... fully know. I didn't fully know. It wasn't like I was going, I'm going to use plants as therapy. It was really more of an intuitive thing that I was listening to, right? It and was intuitive. It was intuitive, yeah. Therapy doesn't, okay, and this is this is what one of those things it was brought, bringing up for me. Therapy doesn't always have to be this, you know, laying on somebody's couch situation. You know, therapy is, well, let's just look it up. Damn, what does the word therapy mm, actually mm, mean? Mm, okay, mm. you know, since we on this, I'm doing, you know, let's just get into, because, you know, words mean things is, right, is what, right. what Chris will be saying. Shout out to her from, from my fave pod, mm. uh, therapy meaning. And also while we're talking about Therapy, shout out to therapy for black girls because I'm gonna shout out my uh my my people them that really have had a strong influence in in positive therapeutic influence on me. Um as we're talking about therapy, and Auntie Google said therapy means treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder. Boom. And that's so many things. Yeah. Because I, at first, I was going to say I'm discom, I'm uncomfortable, discomfortable. Sure, let's add that in the dictionary. I was going to say I was uncomfortable with them using the word disorder, but mm. really, something's out of order. That's, that's yeah. what disorder means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You was out of order, and the plants 100%. got you together. For real though, for real though, yeah. And then yeah. you you have the whole experience and be. I like what you said about how like you didn't know as it was happening. It was happening. You were just going through it intuitively, but you're able to come out on the other end and you're able to articulate what that was. And Mm. that is significant because when there's a lot of us that are having experiences and we're not really sure, like, what does this mean? What's Mm. happening with me? And that is because we we can't articulate it. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So everything lives in language. Like when we are able to put language to things, which is why it's like, as much as there are so many shows, podcasts, and, and interviews, and whatever all going on, all of this dialogue is necessary. Mm. Because we are, humanity is a very complex thing, even though it's kind of simple at the same time, but it's very right. complex to understand all this things that we be feeling and experiencing and shit. So the conversations really do help us to to understand ourselves better. Mm, mm. So what's that like anthropology or something like that? I don't know, but it's like we get in deep. I'm saying all that to say we get in deep. 
Okay. Yeah. Auntie Google has joined us and everything because she's just giving us (laughs) references. But wow. Wow. The plant saved your life. Mm. And then you got to connect back with the creativity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you got into a plenty podcast and then you found black in the garden and now you own black in the garden. Right. (laughs) You have no idea how special of a moment this is. It really is. Was this something that you, that you like anticipated at any point? I knew that I wanted to be on a plenty podcast. And then when I found Mm. yours, I was like, Oh, I'd love to be on that. But I didn't know, I didn't know in that beginning moments what I had to offer to it yet. Right. It didn't make Mm -hmm. sense just yet, like where my place would be. So Mm -hmm. I was telling my, my boyfriend last night, I was like, babe, do you know how cool this is? Like, I literally didn't know what I had to (laughs) offer. Now I see what I have to offer. You know, it just took some time for things to fall into place in a way that the opportunity lent lent itself to me. I love that you spoke to that because like me being the kind of person I am, I want to talk to everybody and I'll do that as much as possible. But when it comes to this platform and especially what I'm doing with it and, you know, just essentially elevating it and and wanting to always be adding value to my soil cousins and make sure that we are just enriched and, and informed and everything with these conversations having something to offer what it does for me, the podcaster, the storyteller is it gives me a storyline. You know what I mean? It's like we have something to, to discuss. We have, and then you, you're doing something that is amazing and brilliant that needs to be amplified. So Mm -hmm. we are sharing this thing, you know what I mean? As, Mm -hmm. as the audience grows and stuff like that. So that's, that's just, you know, I guess a little, fun facts about booking it's like you know a story is essential it's it's no different than you wanting to be featured in a magazine a column or something like that like you don't get to just say oh i wish i could be on the cover of such and such one day and you just keep writing them letters like y'all i really want to be on the cover of y'all magazine (laughs) right they ain't even gonna answer you girl like they're not even gonna answer Mm. why would you be on the cover you know what i'm saying and oh, I like what this is getting us back into is like your purpose. Like when you shine in, when you found this thing, get all lit up inside. Mm-hmm. Hashtag plants and poses. Then see <laughs> that on the cover of something. Mm-hmm. Can we touch and agree? Yes. Yes. You cut out so, a little bit. But did I? Oh, shoot. Okay. You want me to run that back? Run that back one more time. I think I heard you, but let's make sure. I was saying that, shit, what was I saying? Because sometimes it come out and then it just be over there somewhere. (laughs) Um, Let me see how I can rewind that in my brain. I was saying being on the cover. Being on the cover. How is it that I'm losing this? Now, I'm going to have to pause myself because I'm going to have to edit this because I really got to dig. You're good. What was that? Uh, what was I saying? I feel like you were just gassing me up to be on a, a cover, but saying like we, we all have to have a story or something. That's it. Share. Okay. That's what it is. I said it's no different. Like having like 
something like Plants and Poses, coming on to a podcast, you know, going on any podcast, they, we're all doing different things. It's not just gardening, obviously. But um, when you find a guest that is on a show, they have a story, they have a narrative. You know, there's something that is giving the host talking points. Like they're, they're essentially telling a story. Mm. That's, the, that's mm. the way I like to put it. And mm. so it's no different than going to a magazine and saying, you know, I want to be on the cover of this magazine or I want to be featured in this magazine. That's cool to want that, but this magazine or this publication or this platform is not going to consider you unless it makes sense for you to be on there and or in there, you know, for that and or and what usually happens with people who are in these publications who are featured in these ways is because they are doing something that is interesting, unique, or otherwise remarkable. Mm. And it speaks, it just goes back to what you're doing, which is doing something that is feeding your soul, your creativity, your spirit, and you're doing it with such passion and, and enthusiasm and you're coming through with like some really dope quality and the creativity level is just so high. It's like, that is like the perfect example of, that's why I'm like, yo, no, everybody's gonna be sweating it as soon as everybody gets into the plants and poses. And that's not even all that you do because we didn't even get to talk about your experience with being a creative director, mm -hmm. dancing. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit to that and like perhaps some of the similarities and differences between what your life was like doing that and mm. how your life is like now with plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, most of my background, I spent so much of my life since I was 15 years old uh, training in dance. Now, I always loved dance. I just didn't start formally training until I was 15. Mm. And starting training in dance took me on a whirlwind. It was Ooh. the moment that I started dancing, I knew I, I'm going to do this. Like, I was like, this is something I'm going to do 100%. Hmm. And from there, it took me into pretty much immediately being a choreographer. And hmm. then I started to fine tune the skills to be able to like educate people in dance. Um, and that took me on a whirlwind of like touring oh. the world and working with choreographers as their like dance assistants and like doing some really awesome You've done tours the world? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And that led me into having my own dance company as a creative director and choreographer, mm. having to conceptualize full-length shows. And the beauty of what I did is that I worked with youth. My my company was all wow. youth, but we mm. had a we had a dance company experience. So they got to feel what it was like to be in a dance company while they were only oh. between like they were between 13 and 18. I That's kind of like training. Right, right. Exposing yeah. them to the culture, because like Wow. Oh, totally, totally. And the thing about that I loved about my experience of doing that is it was, yes, about the movement, but it was also about uplifting them and giving them a voice. So basically, I would, each year, I would pick a topic. Um, one was about gender inequality. One was what it feel, what it's like for a child to be nurtured in this world growing up versus what it looks like if they weren't nurtured. And basically, we would sit and have these discussions about it. Mm -hmm. weeks at a time and based on their stories i would create a show around all their stories put together so it's a way of whoa their voices 
through movement through a show. And so, whoa. Yeah, so, so honestly, from all of that, like for me, there was no way I could have all of that background and not have that somehow transfer over into this plant world. So really, I'm just fusing together all wow. I am through plants now. Wow. I'm, mine is blown. I'm like so much more impressed because you mentioned your experience with creative direction and dance and everything. And I was just like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, let's, let's get into the details on the show. I like to, you know, respond organically. And mm. my organic response is, that's amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> that is brilliant. That, I mean, the way that you just like, so your whole thing was like, I'm going to get y'all stories on something so, so what was one of the things you said? Um, gender inequality was one. Gender inequality. Mm-hmm. And then one the other ones was what it looks like to be nurtured as a child growing up and what it looks like to not and what those two worlds would look like side by side. And you, you were able to create a dance interpretation of that? Mm-hmm. Through so, the help of like the kids and some guests, yeah. Is this on video somewhere? I just, I need to connect with this. I wow. actually do, I actually do have video of it. Yeah, I have video of it. Because, wow, that just speaks to a very, you know, once again, I know, I I feel like I said this for sure, a high level of creativity, which is just always, that's why I'm like, I am super impressed. Um, Not that you needed to impress me or anybody, you know what I'm saying? Do you, boo. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, we, yes, that we love, we love to hear that. So, Mm -hmm. wow, Travis, um, this has been brilliant. And we... We, we got our lives. I know I did. I, I can't speak for y'all, but I'm feeling like you at least got a piece of it. So tell us how we can keep up with you so that we can, you know, just follow along with this highly creative journey that you're on. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, you can find me at Plants Decoup on both Instagram and on YouTube. And then of course, like we said, follow that hashtag, hashtag plants and poses. In is in between the plants and poses versus the word and. So it's plants and poses. Look in the uh, show notes. Yeah, look in the show notes. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. I wasn't sure if you was, you know, was gonna tell us about other things. But <laughs> It has been brilliant, and you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to wish you love, light, and soil. Thank you.